The day I had my miscarriage will always be the day a piece of me died and my life changed forever. It was a cruel roller coaster going from hope to devastation back to hope only to be broken again. Coincidentally, my experience with miscarriage started two years ago today, August 5th, 2020. I went into the doctor's office for my first ultrasound to verify the pregnancy. I remember sitting in the waiting room, texting my cousin. He was telling me how excited he was for me and how he wanted to see pictures as soon as I got them. I nervously waited alone due to COVID procedures. Finally, I was called back and anxiously awaiting to see my baby for the first time. I FaceTimed my mom and we both watched and waited. It was silent for a while before the ultrasound tech said, there's nothing there. My heart dropped. The ultrasound tech quickly rushed the rest of the ultrasound with zero empathy to my emotions, nerves, or how much she was hurting me. She was very cold and simply said, there's no fetus. You must be having a phantom pregnancy. I'll have the doctor schedule you for a DNC to remove the tissue. Try again another time. Something in my gut immediately fell off. I was sent for blood work to check my HCG levels, which is the hormone that pregnancy produces. I was told if my numbers hadn't doubled in the last 24 hours since my blood work the day before, then I was having a phantom pregnancy. The rest of that day was a blur. I went home and cried and cried, but something still didn't feel right. I waited three days to find my blood work results. It was torture, constantly contemplating the question, am I even pregnant? Do I even have a baby in me? Every time I'd call to check on the blood results, the staff was so rude and cold. While I understand that this is just a part of the job for them and I'm just another patient, I wish they would have had more compassion for a mother to be in a state of crisis. Finally, I got my results. My HCG levels had increased, but not doubled. They wanted to immediately schedule me for that following Monday. This time, the nurse said I was experiencing a blighted ovum, which they claimed was the same thing as a phantom pregnancy. But again, my gut was telling me this wasn't right. So I decided to do a little bit of my own research. I found out that the two diagnoses they gave me were completely different things, and there were a lot of other inconsistencies in what they said and did. This gave me a spark of hope again. Maybe, thing, maybe everything would be okay. I waited a few days trying to figure out what my next moves were, as I didn't feel I could rely on my, my original doctor's office. At this time, I was also going through a different medical event that was putting myself and my baby's life at risk, so I just had to make sure everything was okay. I couldn't handle the not knowing, and since I couldn't get into any other doctor for weeks, I decided to go to the ER. I waited 10 hours to be seen, but I was so determined to get answers. Triage took my blood work to check my HCG levels, and they had increased even more from the week before. They took me back for an ultrasound, and what do you know, there was my baby. At this point, I was still early on, only around eight to nine weeks. My hopes started to grow even more. They originally said I didn't even have an embryo, yet there they were. But then, once again, the rug was pulled out from under me. The ultrasound tech started whispering to their partner, do you see color? I don't see any color. I didn't know what color meant, but I felt the vibes of the room shift. I anxiously waited as I watched the other tech approach and look at the screen and agree that there was no color. After they finished the ultrasound, I anxiously waited for someone to tell me what was going on. It felt like an eternity before the doctor finally came in to talk to me. She came in and said the dreaded four words, there was no heartbeat. Everything was shattered in that very moment. The doctor told me that since she was just an ER doctor, she didn't want to tell me for sure what was going on and advised me to meet with an OBGYN. I explained my original situation, which she was appalled by, and she kindly helped me get into an emergency appointment with their hospital's doctor before I was discharged. I anxiously waited a few more days for the next appointment. 
I went through such a roller coaster of emotions. I bounced back and forth between hopeful and optimistic and pessimistic and grief. I met with the new doctor who was a total godsend in this hard story. He was so kind, compassionate, comforting, and he was enraged for me with my previous experience. But unfortunately, he verified the statement that there was no heartbeat and I was having a missed miscarriage. He explained that due to the baby's measurements, there should have been a heartbeat at this point and there was nothing else that could be done. We don't know if there ever was a heartbeat, but the doctor did think that I lost my baby due to the other medical event I was going through. I was broken. I was angry. The feeling of grief was indescribable. I felt like I was going to explode from pain and heartache. I fought so hard to try to make sure my baby was okay. I tried so hard to keep them safe, but in the end, it didn't change anything. My baby was gone. I was so angry that because of the negligence of the previous doctor's office, I spent the last couple of weeks of my pregnancy grieving a child I thought I didn't even have when I could have been enjoying the last days of my baby. August 19th, 2020, I had surgery to remove the tissue because my body refused to pass it naturally. It took me a little while, but I ended up naming the baby Blake Gray. Blake because I felt that the baby was a boy, but I never got to know for sure, and Blake is unisex. And Ray, because the day I found out I was pregnant, everything changed. This baby was a ray of hope for me and a ray of sunshine. Giving the baby a name was a way for me to validate the pregnancy and begin healing. The biggest things I learned while going through my miscarriage was that nobody tells you what to expect. Nobody tells you what you will go through physically and emotionally. Nobody tells you the toll it takes. Nobody tells you how common it is either. One in four women will experience a miscarriage. I also learned how completely lonely and isolating this process was. I went through my miscarriage mostly alone. Only a handful of people even knew I was pregnant since I was so early because I was told you shouldn't tell anyone before 12 weeks, which after this experience, I say screw that. Those that did know didn't really give it a second thought. I felt like I was stuck in a parallel universe. I was stuck in the shock, this grief, the heartache, while everyone else around me moved on like it never even happened immediately. It was really hard trying to deal with and process all of these emotions alone. I felt so much guilt, so much shame, like my body failed me, so much anger at everything that went wrong and all of the negligence that got me to that point. I felt so much sorrow and grief. I didn't even know where to begin in my healing process. I definitely healed physically a lot quicker than I did mentally. A couple of months later, I decided to create a page on Instagram as an outlet for my grief. I was searching for a sense of community, for someone to tell me I wasn't alone. I slowly started opening up online, sharing my story and meeting others who shared similar experiences. I can't explain how nice it was to finally have someone tell me, you're not alone, your experience mattered, your baby mattered, it's okay to grieve, you're not invisible, and you're still a mom. I will forever be thankful for the friends I met during the beginning of my healing journey. I've met my best friend this way. We've been able to lean on each other during the hard days, and I can't explain how important that is for someone else to say, me too. I can't say that two years later, I'm over it. I can't say that I still don't struggle with grief and that I don't think about what life should look like right now. I miss Blake every day. I still break down and cry. The holidays are still rough, and I long to have a baby in my arms, but I'm stronger now. The experience taught me how to advocate for myself. It taught me how to follow my gut. The entire pregnancy experience showed me a love I've never felt before and a heartache that I thought was unsurvivable. I'm not the same person I was before. A part of me died that day and I'll never be the same, but I wouldn't be where I am today if it weren't for the little community I found online and the support from friends who found out once I was ready to share. 
It truly was what made the difference in my healing journey, and I can't thank them enough.